Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Sydney. I'm a contributor at the Justice League Universe podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at WonderSid. Alrighty. And today on Dawn of Justice Minute, we're talking about minute number 65, which starts with um, Diana stopping Bruce dead in his uh, tracks, as I Oh, I don't it. think you've ever known a woman like me. That was flawless. That was good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we just played the, the scene right there. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, this, she said, no, I, I, didn't, I don't need to watch the minute. I watched it the other night. Like, yeah. And then you just spit the line verbatim. <laughs> this girl knows her stuff. And then the minute ends <laughs> with the start of the nightmare scene. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Some heavy stuff. It is. Um, well, I I'm, I'm glad that, I get to cover at least a little bit of it. Yeah. That, I got that action figure on the way. That MAF, Nightmare Batman Ooh. scene. MAF. Yeah. They're like the really, I have the, the Batman and Superman versions that are like mm-hmm. on the stands and like the really articulate with the really good face painting you know what i'm talking about they yeah got cloth i didn't know what mf M- the maf is the brand cool sorry what i think yeah. it's by bandai maybe is it i think maybe a version of it or, hey we're talking about toys what's up oh yeah if <laughs> you guys there. like if you guys like i take pictures of my toys so check that out <laughs> hey <laughs> that outfit is in the um uh, the desert batman outfits in the comics now oh yeah i was we we saw that um Someone I think you Catwoman. S- yeah, you sent me something where mm-hmm. it was like him and Catwoman, and I don't, I don't know what's happening in continuity right now. Um, I know the whole like metal series is going on, but I some think that's just through Justice League. Some people don't want to talk about it either. Yeah, they will. <laughs> I think we have well, some listeners that read Rebirth, and they're like, "Yo, don't talk about Rebirth." <laughs> no I spoilers. Like, I guess not. I don't know. That's, I guess treading some. Okay. But no we'll story say, spoilers. But the outfits yeah. in the comics, it's cool. Yeah. That, yeah, that's it's, I'm about that. When I saw that, yeah. I was like, "Yo, yo!" That was like one of the <laughs> best things. It was like, "Hey, that duster." That's why I want the action figure, just because I want two of them. I want to keep one box. I want to open one to take pictures of it. Just whoever you know, back in the day when they were writing, you know, Damian Wayne, and they were like, "Yo, give Batman a trench coat." And I was like, "Duh, that's awesome." <laughs> oh, like in the. The Damian Wayne Antichrist yeah, one with yeah. the really high collar. Yeah. yeah. And then they were like, here, they're like, that yeah. was Morrison. That, yeah, that was Morrison. And they were like, yeah, let's just keep putting trench coats on Batman. It's like, yeah, keep doing that because it's awesome. <laughs> it just looks so cool. I think um, there was a fan theory that's um, since the nightmare scene is a sort of like post apocalyptic wasteland, mm-hmm. that maybe the trench coat once belonged to Gordon. There is absolutely no evidence, I think, in the movie to back that up. It's just kind of a cool fan idea. Or yeah. Alfred. Or Alfred. Well, Gordon I think it would belong to Alfred with his cool trench coat. <laughs> He's always got to have Alfred with him. Yeah, That's but the coat. the coat is synonymous with Jim Gordon. Yeah, but look at this Alfred. He could have a coat like that. Maybe it's his dad's coat. Maybe it's Thomas's coat. I think you're missing the point. What... It's the a trench coat theory. should be. No, we're gonna... it shouldn't <laughs> be anyone's. It should, you know, if it's a fan yeah, theory. There doesn't need to be justification for a trench coat. A trench coat is all the justification you need. It's awesome. <laughs> there you go. It's very true. Even better. More I don't need a reason to wear a cool trench coat. 
Is um, it is it a bat coat at this point? The bat trench coat. Trench bat coat. I like it. Yep. Mm, nightmare coat. Um. <laughs> Batman night coat trench shaw. Yeah, that's perfect. It rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Um, this year, this new at Burlington Coat Factory. Um, I guess since we're talking about the nightmare scene, we'll just wrap that up first and then go back to uh, good old Diana. Work backwards. <laughs> yeah. We're going to... You want to do that? Let's just do it. All right. You got any notes on the yeah. nightmare thing so far? Whew. Just what you see here. Just you can't go I any further. There. You got to talk about what happens in this. It's just... Oh, man. So, like, the first thing about... It's hard to work backwards. So, like, the first instance we get jumping into the nightmare scene is, again, the PTSD noise of the world engine that, Mm -hmm. you know, Bruce hears constantly Mm -hmm. when he's having dreams. It's like how you... Like I said the other day, it's like it's when you've been in a car accident, you can keep hearing the sound. Yeah. Like, because I keep... I, I can... I can remember it. Like mm-hmm. I remember what it sounded like. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like you, obviously, when you're having nightmares, like you remember what this Black Zero event sound did like. You know? I think we're supposed to. By this point, I think we're supposed to now take that as an audio cue to say, mm-hmm. "Yo, it's a dream." It's another Again. good reason why you really need to watch this movie more than once because mm-hmm. that was not something that I noticed the first time. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know to look out for it. Um, but, you know, upon subsequent rewatches, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Every single one of these scenes begins with the world engine noise. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things that just puts him right back into that state of fear. Mm-hmm. PTSD Batman. I mean, yeah. How, yeah. <laughs> Poor man. Everyone should give this movie a second watch. Like, no mm-hmm. doubt. And like catch up on these things. Just, Are there people out there that saw this whole nightmare scene, and especially like at the end, and realized, and they were like, "Yeah, I don't like it." There had to have been, right? I want to slap them. The nightmare scene or the whole movie? <laughs> nightmare scene. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, you guys are probably going to talk more about that later, but you know, I'm sure there are people who didn't understand it. But what I kind of found was, like everything else in this movie, there's multiple levels to it multiple ways of looking at it if you're someone who knows the comics then there's parts of it that are going to look familiar like you know spoiler alert parademons but if you don't know anything about that then you interpret it a completely different way it's a nightmare complete with flying demons you know flying demons is something that lex makes a reference to later so it's a nightmare landscape it's what happens if a tyrannical superman takes over the world Mm-hmm. You know, it, it could be looked it. at. Yeah, it could be looked at that. Um, looked at purely on that level, but it takes on a whole other dimension when you consider, um, you know, a certain other character who appears at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember this being such a like this uh, shots from this scene were like the parts of the trailers that people were like, I think the most invested in oh yeah for sure once you see like the way the minute ends like just that frame that it sits on when this when Mm -hmm. where we're at like it was one of those things where like yo what is going on here i have to see this movie to figure out what that is yeah 
And uh, and I love that, like, even when you they give you that little bit and you have that question, like, I want to figure out what that is. They give it to you in a sense where it's like in a, in a dream sequence. So it doesn't even relate directly to the story. And it still will confuse the hell out of you when you go to watch it. So like, what did I just watch? Did that actually happen? Is that a dream? Like, what's going on? And I like that it was such a big thing in the trailer that people were like, oh, that's what the movie's going to be about. No, not at all. Is it a dream, though? I was about to say. Or is it a vision? (laughs) Um, Or is it a vision? And then something else Mm -hmm. that I think is really cool is just look at this, like, pillar of lava, just or fire. Fire pit. Coming straight out of the ground. Trademark. Yeah, what is it? Fire Pit fire TM? Pits. Yeah, Fire Pits TM. <laughs> and what is that a symbol of? Apocalypse, my man. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Yep. We're be it, it'll be wonderful to look back on this scene after Justice League comes out. Oh, yeah. That's got to be something that they've like put into perspective, right? They got to mm-hmm. think about rewatchability with these things and putting the pieces together. Um. I'm trying to relate it to any like the Marvel movies. Can you watch like Avengers or like Avengers Two and try to directly relate it back to scenes that you saw in like Iron Man or anything like that? Is um, there anything that relates directly? It seems more like, and I'm not trying to you know hark on anything. No, no. It seems like the I, Marvel movies are way more, way more linear, where it's like the story is constantly moving forward, and there's no need to jump back and reference things that happened in the past. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Oh, okay. You know I haven't really I mean? thought about it much, though. Um, Again, this is me poorly comparing the two franchises. So yeah, which is that's always can, a poor yeah, idea. They it's... they can stand each stand on their own. <laughs> exactly. Like you shouldn't do that. But again, I'm just a schlub. I see what you're saying now. Like, is you know what I mean? And maybe in the Thor franchise, there could be some stuff that we missed, and that we would have to go rewatch it, or maybe Captain America. I think it. Nope. I don't know. Nope. I can't do it. Sorry. Nope. I'm not going to go. <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Um, moving on well, and moving and back, maybe. I'm yeah, sure I was going to say moving back. Nightmare scene here. <laughs> uh, what but, happens? Uh, what's backwards? Let's, oh, Jesus. Well, Mark, there's not much to do, do with the, you know, basically. Bye. Let's just jump back to the gala. All right. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so she says her awesome line and then she fixes his. Is it a bow tie? It's a bow tie. Yes. I was waiting for the video to pop up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just that... she just fixes it up for me. I think that's the same thing. That's that's her asserting dominance. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, but like <laughs> putting him in his place. That slight touch to the to the shoulder, like after oh, oh, ah, I'll pay money. Right Calls now. him a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> man, like are you kidding me? And he has like the nervous reaction smile. <laughs> like the Oh, oh, that little crack? Yeah. yeah. Oh, a little... Yeah, it's like kind of like a smirk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's as the much smile that you would get out of Batman. Dude, he's such a good Bruce Wayne. Well, he's Batman right now. But, like, even without the mask, like, it's just... I, I don't see... Ben Affleck. Yeah, I just don't. It's like I see him as the character. And especially when it's like he's clearly being... He's clearly wearing the Bruce Wayne mask right now, but he's still being Batman when he's talking to Diana. And, like, that's something that... I just broke my pen. That's something that... That That makes you break your pen. That makes you break my pen. That Ben Affleck has... so emotional. He just has, like, the best grasp on the character where, like, he can clearly separate the two but be out of the element of Mm -hmm. the two. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. he's... 
he could wear the mask of Batman and the cowl and be Batman and do Batman things, but also he can do Batman things while wearing the Bruce Wayne mask. And we saw that again at the library uh, benefit as well. Like, he was wearing the Bruce Wayne mask, but he was being Batman. It's just such a good call to the actor. Mm-hmm. I hey, think, hey, Ben, she, uh... you're doing good. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. he I think he does, he does a job um, getting into character because in this film and in the next film, I always feel like, it's Bruce Wayne. I never feel like it's just Ben Affleck being mm-hmm. in the film, uh, especially in Justice League. Like, if you, when you watch these films, like uh, Dawn of Justice and Justice League, and then you go see like Ben Affleck in interviews and stuff, and it's like it seems like such a different person. Yeah, and it's like I I believe it. Like I like um, you know I can't say the same thing with Gal Gadot and like Henry Cavill with their characters. I feel like there's just so much alike with like their characters. That's why I often like just say their names instead of like yeah. saying their characters mm-hmm. names. Cause I believe it, but like this is Bruce Wayne. Like to me, this never feels like Ben Affleck unless of course he acts like Ben Affleck on purpose in like that old minute where like he's their talk- shoes. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like, then you go, <laughs> Oh yeah. And then you're reminded like, Oh yeah, this is Ben Affleck. Yeah. But like in this moment, you're like, this is just, this looks like Bruce, Tim, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Just a live action Bruce, Tim. He literally looks Applause. like him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the sound bit. We did it. Down to the, the bat smirk. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Absolutely. There's pictures Actually, on the internet that like have like the Bruce Tim smirking Bruce Wayne and then mm-hmm. Ben Affleck's and it's like there's multiple different ones. It's it's really good. And I think people have done like a Bruce they have like done a Bruce Tim version of, of this, this yeah. film where they like take certain moments and they like what would it look like if this mm-hmm. was in the Bruce Tim universe? Yeah. What is that called? Bruce. Was Bruce Timiverse. Timiverse? <laughs> Timmy Turnerverse. No, he has its own. They have their own um, Earth designation. I can't remember what it is, though. Yeah. Um, there's a line that she says that was in like one of the late TV spots. And by far one of my favorite lines from her um, where she says, you know, it's true what they say about little boys. Form no natural inclination to share. And it's like, damn, save that one. Write that one down. (laughs) She's a smart lady. She's been around the block a few times. She, Mm -hmm. yeah, she knows. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's, there's something about it. And I I feel like in the TV spot, it it was supposed to like parallel something between the conflict between Batman and Superman. Yeah. Obviously. Um, But I just, I think it's, probably true i don't know there's like the statement itself yeah there might be yeah all right (laughs) i don't know Well, there's i think um i remember after i saw this movie um i kind of feel like there's a little bit room for uh, room here for um some feminist interpretation of this movie because (laughs) i think what you know we're just talking there about you know she's she's sort of being condescending about you know boys and Mm -hmm. this entire movie Batman is being super aggressive. It's, you know, it's, um, I kind of, you know, kind of like the, the worst parts of, I guess, hypermasculinity or whatever you would call it. And mm-hmm. so, and, you know, at the end of the movie, we see that Bruce was totally off. I mean, that he was in the wrong. Yeah. Him behaving this way was inappropriate. But you get you get characters like Diana here and Lois, who are very strong without just being that brutal and aggressive for sure i think that's what it is and um Mm -hmm. 
we've brought it up many times before, but I think Lex Luthor, like the whole wrench in the machine thing. With Lois? Well, it was Lois because he didn't, he doesn't give, and I've, I've said it so many times now, but he doesn't give women credit. And so mm-hmm. they was always end up mm-hmm. biting him in the ass when it comes to his plan. Maybe, exactly. maybe feminism is the Gordian, the, the blade that cut the Gordian knot. Who knows? Maybe there's an <laughs> argument for that. Something like that. Lex Luthor is power hungry. Bruce Wayne is like super aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Lois Lane and Diana are compassionate and intelligent. Well, I mean, Lois Lane is the factor that keeps Superman, Superman. It keeps him in check. Mm-hmm. It keeps him uh, an honest and good person because they're... Yeah. He has someone like Lois Lane, and you know, without Lois Lane, you know, who knows where, he, like, his virtues may go. So, right. Um, oh, and incidentally, I was sort of on that same note. I mean, there's nothing really wrong with Superman's behavior. Once again, the, I, it's funny when I first saw this movie. I'm the biggest Batman fan, but the entire fight later on, I'm just like, stop hitting him. Yeah. <laughs> what are you bully? <laughs> so you know, Br- Batman's the bully here. Um, Superman doesn't want to fight. So there's nothing, you know, deeply negative about his behavior or mindset in this movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's definitely a Lex and Batman thing. And Wallace Keith being a... Uh, I suppose. He, he, he's, he's a puppet. He feels fixed. Yeah, he's a bit more yeah, of a, a puppet. puppet. Puppet Wally. Puppet Wally. <laughs> Yo, when Diana... Like bids adieu to Bruce. Has, yeah, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Mr. Wayne. That was my Christoph Waltz impression. Um, yeah, the whole Mr. Wayne. Oh man, that's like when people say goodbye like that. She's professional as hell. Regal is, I think we called it a couple of days ago. It's very true. Just, yeah, this conversation is over. <laughs> Dying yeah. out. Like she's not even like sweet about it or anything. Like doesn't turn around to look. She's just gone and that back and that she that she <laughs> planted the drive back in his car yeah like a batman of all people like how did she do that she's diana prince man oh actually there's a question um i think i mentioned this a few episodes back uh but i'm always curious about in this movie when characters figure out everyone else's secret identities yeah and the movie never really makes it super clear Mm-hmm. But uh, my impression during this scene is that Bruce and Diana do not know who the other one is, really. I mean, they know that they're more than they appear, but, I, you know, I don't, he doesn't know that she's metahuman, and I don't think she really knows that he's Batman. I feel like she knows he's Batman. Yeah, I think she has an idea. Obviously, he doesn't know her. Maybe. I mean, I can't say for certain. I think... I mean, yeah, she could know he's Batman, but for the sake of offering up an alternate explanation, you know, he's sneaking around Lex's house at the library benefits, and she could just think it's corporate espionage. In which case, Bruce is still a very capable and intelligent person, clearly. So, you know, she could still use him to get at the, the data and the drive, but she doesn't necessarily need to know that he's Batman. I don't even think he knows Clark Kent. Is Superman. I don't think he knows that either. <laughs> I don't think he figures that out until way later on. I think that's information. Lex is Lex knows more than everyone else in this movie. 
So oh, that's ever. information that he figured out, and I don't think Bruce has yet. So I don't think he knows that Superman is Clark, not initially. Yeah, I think, and that's just because he's too worried about trying to stop Superman instead of trying to know Superman. Yeah, which is right. everyone's problem in life. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think um, Clark probably knows. Like, when do you think he knew? He figured out that Bruce was Batman. I think he had an idea at the library. Yeah. And then That's sort of what I um, too. it kind of just like as he's going through his investigation, investigative reporterness, it kind of like he started to put the pieces together. I'm sure he would probably try to like figure out like if Bruce Wayne was at an event that something happened with Batman and yada, yada, yada and all these things. He's a smart guy. You can probably he's see a smart guy. <laughs> he has x-ray vision too. So I'm sure at any point later on, he could have <laughs> seen through his helmet. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, Sydney, uh, if is this like your favorite meeting of the two characters, Wonder Woman and Batman, or do you have like uh, some other stories that you oh, think yeah, I are do. Wonder Woman and Batman? <laughs> um, uh, let me see. The cartoon is always a good example. Um, that's definitely going into Wonder Bat territory for sure because oh yeah, they rather unambiguously had an attraction in the cartoon. Um. But they have, they've had some cool interactions in the comics as well. Actually, in the in, have either of you read the New Fifty Two Batman and Robin book? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love the the issue where um, it's Batman and Wonder Bruce, Woman. Right? Yeah, where Batman mm-hmm. has to go to Themyscira. Mm-hmm. He's looking for something. I forgot exactly yeah. what. He's but what is yeah, he doing? He's, he's looking for, I think, a Lazarus pit or something. Yeah, he's try- is this when he's trying to resurrect Damien? Yeah, this all happens after yeah, yeah, yeah. Damien okay. passed away. Yeah, he so, goes, yeah. There's a scene where um, he sees this frozen statue of Hippolyta. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff happened. She was, I guess, cursed by one of the gods. I think and, Cersei um, turned her to stone or something. Yeah. I think it was Hera. Um, yeah, you right. But Diana's telling that whole story. And, you know, when she mentions the gods, Bruce says something like, oh, like Zeus is your father. And he sounds really skeptical. And Diana says something like, you know, you, it's, a, it's a bigger universe out there, Bruce, than you know. And he just goes, huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, he doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> just, hmm. Mm-hmm. Every so time outside of his experience. Happens. You should. Mm-hmm. You never read the Injustice. Um, I can't remember what year it is, but it's when each year is like a different um, wheelhouse of DC. Mm-hmm. So, like one of them, one of the years is like all about the gods. <clears throat> oh Excuse yeah, me. I've read that. And there's a part where, like throughout that whole book, Batman is just like, like I don't know, like he's still fighting the fights with like all these gods and stuff, and then they mm-hmm. start to like flood Thamascare and whatnot, like Poseidon starts mm-hmm. to like punish people, and, and Batman's still like. I see it all happening, like, in front of me, but, like, I don't, I can't, this isn't God's, like, this doesn't exist. I can't, yeah, I can't even deal with all this magic. (laughs) It's, it's like, there's all these things going around, and it's cool because the team is, like, him, Catwoman, Harley, like, Mm -hmm. the, like, humans, they have no powers, and, Mm -hmm. like, all of a sudden, they're fighting gods, and it's like, oh, man, Batman goes toe-to-toe with Wonder Woman in that, and it's like, yeah, you stand, you don't stand a chance, dude. Because at mm-hmm. that moment, the team is just like Arrow, Black Canary, Harley Quinn. And that's oh, it. no, no, no. They were dead long before at that time. They were still hanging out, right? 
No, there was different versions. Yeah. The, In Justice 2, there's different Earth versions. No, but, I'm not talking about those. Yeah, I know those come from another Earth, but I'm talking at about... At this time, no, I think they were dead. Because I think they died in, like, year two. And this is, like, year four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I year remember. four. Like, I think year three was the magic one yeah. with Sinestro and Constantine and all them. And then year yeah. four was all about the gods. Yeah. That Injustice... Well, I'll tell you what I... Woman. Yeah, what I wish is... I wish they would do... DC would do more media with sort of a Batman Wonder Woman team up um, because, you know, the, there's always been um, a long history of Batman and Superman team up books mm-hmm. and New 52 had a Superman Wonder Woman thing as well. Um, but I always felt like uh, maybe a team up book with the two of them would be interesting because, you know, uh, I'm not even talking about this from a fangirl perspective where I'd want them to get together. It's like, even if it was just purely platonic, yeah, their relationships are they complement each other in an interesting way and Mm -hmm. seeing how Batman would deal with kind of the more crazy magic mythological stuff would be really interesting. Oh yeah, Um, for sure. And she would be a great, you know, she, she's full of, of um, light and compassion. So she would be a great foil to him. So I, you know, I, I, I hope that DC does some more media with the two of them together. Yeah. They balance each other out. Like, Mm -hmm. like no other. It's yeah. cool because I'm a big fan of, of Bruce and Selena, but like the two of them are on the same level. Like that's yeah, the Gotham yeah. relationship. Like they're the they're the two criminals that are, you know, playing cat and mouse. Yeah. But um Oh, I, I love I'm a, I love their relationship as well. Yeah. And it actually, I will admit, makes more sense for the comics, logistically speaking, to have mm-hmm. kind of like all the Gotham characters together yeah. rather than having to contrive reasons for Wonder Woman to keep popping yeah. up. It's cool. But um yeah. but yeah, just like Bruce and Bruce and Diana's just always been a good fit they they balance each other out like even back in like justice league show there was the one i think it was unlimited where it's the two of them flying in the jet going to it's for the man that has everything going to superman's oh. birthday and it's like and it's like that beginning like two minutes of them in the jet and it's like oh this is this is just perfect yeah that episode say, was said, just uh, the three of them what yeah. do you say he said um, a little sharp on the turn there and she yeah. says i'm sorry if i scared you yeah oh uh, like <laughs> man Two good of characters. Mm-hmm. Did they start that? Was it Justice League animated series? Was that the one that like kicked that off? Or I think was it was it? back in Superman Adventures when Bruce Wayne. No, no, that doesn't. No, because no, that was Diana the lowest. Wasn't in that yeah, at all. that wasn't even in that. I was. That was the lowest episode. I think it was in Justice League. Um, animated. You know, it, when they discuss their relationship in the comics, because it's come up a couple times, like the potential of a romantic relationship. It's happened a couple times in the comics, and even then, they ultimately come to the conclusion that, hey, this could be really great, but it could also be terrible. We should just stay friends, and that's good. And I'm like, well, first of all, that's a really healthy way of looking at things. That's mm-hmm. yeah. nice, no hard feelings. And they're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Probably <laughs> all right. the Wonderbat fans would be so happy, but I think it could just easily become a mess. <laughs> they don't need, I mean, I'm one, I'll be the first one to tell you that Batman can't have any relationship. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Just oh, yeah. Work. I love him in Selena, but even I'm waiting for yeah. things to go poorly because he is so not emotionally well-adjusted. <laughs> and I love him. I love him for it. I love him because he's a messed up person. Um, I want to ask this. I don't care what the listeners have to say. Are they together right now in the comic books? Selena and Bruce? Yeah. Yeah. They are? They like, are. Uh-huh. relationship? Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. And I won't tell okay. more spoilers, but they are. No, it's that's... very Wow. Oh, sorry. What'd you say? It's, never mind. No. no, I didn't. I don't care if people yell at me for spoilers or yell at us. Whatever, I don't care. I wanted to know that aspect. That's it's good to know. Mm-hmm. Always, forever. That's in my opinion. <laughs> Selena and Bruce. Yeah, 
Absolutely. But now they actually they're just pull both the messed up people. I think they're perfect for each other. Yeah. They're both trained. The comic wrecks. gets into that. Then, it's dude, wonderful. watch the Batman. Because the Catwoman and Man, the Batman one in that have... the Batman. Are you? The, yeah. The cartoon? Yeah. What season? Are you on the first season? Still on the first season. It gets I think. better. I have to double check. Man, don't be called me out. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, do you guys have any, uh, anything to wrap up for the week or... We're we're getting just, into just, it. Just keep talking about Bruce and <laughs> Selena kind of and, and Diana. Hi, welcome back to Bruce and Selena and Diana. I don't think anyone's chat. is anyone on team Bruce and Talia? Is anyone on that? I don't think so, right? She's not relevant. Probably not. <laughs> Man, we talk about relationships anyways. Might as well bring it up. Well, I mean that relationship is complicated. Yeah. It's a nightmare. I don't think anyone get it nightmare. I, I don't think, think it's I think it's necessary. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Obviously it's necessary to have for, for the birth of Damien and to take yeah. up the mantle. Well, let me first of all say that Damien, <laughs> I don't even care. So You don't care about Aww. Damien? No. No, he's the Prince of Darkness, man. Yeah, I don't <laughs> You know me. It's not. He's heir nah. to the. I love Damien. Brat that he is. <laughs> heir to the demon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, so he's necessary. Like, Bruce and Talia relationship? No, I can go either way. I don't care about that. But it, you need to get Damien from it, so. It has to happen. Or just don't have Damien. <laughs> no, come on. Damien's great. You yeah, need to learn like to like Damien. He's cool. Um, cool. Awesome. Sydney, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Wondersid. My name is so my name is spelled with a Y. <laughs> like the city in Australia. So Wondersid S Y D. Cool. And don't forget to check out the J O U podcast. You guys are still doing your Wonder Woman analysis, right? Yep, and we're going scene by scene, so bigger chunks than you guys <laughs> <laughs> it'll be quite the adventure when we finally get to wonder woman minute and uh that'll that'll be crazy <laughs> i'll be looking forward to it awesome Alrighty, guys we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for the week if you enjoyed everything you heard don't forget to find us on the facebook group dc cinematic minute listener society and you can find us at toolmedia.com you can find all our other shows um, don't forget leave us a five star review it really helps us out on the show it lets other people find us and yeah we enjoy reading those out over the podcast and we'll catch you guys next week here on DC Cinematic Minute